Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show I have a, a special guest who is a doctor, he has his own TV show and he has been helping millions of people be able to take uh, their control back of their health, uh, responsibility for their own choices and to really empower them to make the right choices for the health of themselves and their family. But before I introduce my special guest today, uh, let me just remind you that if you are watching our show live on Facebook, or if you're watching it um, uh, later on on the YouTube channel, don't forget that after the show is over, if you click the link below this video, you can take my 30 second quiz so we can see what's holding you back from success. So please let me uh, introduce my special guest today, Dr. Partha Nandi. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, Nandi. Thank you for inviting me. It's, I really appreciate it. Thank you. So you have your own show called Ask Dr. Nandi. Yes. Um, you also have a new book that's come out uh, of the same title. Is that right? That's right. Right, that's right. Um, now uh, you have millions of viewers across the world. Uh, I think your show is uh, is uh, you know shown in seventy nine different countries around the world. Um, but you're taking and you are an actual doctor yourself. But you're taking a very uh, liberal approach to medicine and health. So can you just explain a little bit about your journey as to how you come to this realization and why you you feel your message is so powerful? I think I feel like um, you know, and your introduction is amazing because. I really feel as if I'm, you know, using a, a very American word. It's I feel like it's I'm, I'm, I came from a stacked environment. What I mean by that is that, you know, I was born in a country, uh, India, and, and many of you who are watching or listening are familiar with all of the principles that are in India. So some of the things that are new age or alternative was really mainstream when I was a child. I was born in India and I came to the United States at age nine, and you know we we learned. How to meditate we learn how to pray every day we learn about spirituality at a very young age and so i, I felt like i had a, a great background and a couple of um events in my life that really shaped me and at the time i didn't understand it but the first one is uh when i was six years old and i was just like any other rambunctious young boy driving my mom and my dad nuts and and never stopping until one day i started having a little bit of joint pain and started just not wanting to do anything not eating not having any activities the only thing I like, and for American audiences, they won't know what this is. I just love listening to cricket. That's the only thing I wanted to do. You know, <laughs> we, India would play Australia. I'd have the little radio in my in my bed at three a.m. and my mom would catch me. But that's all I wanted. All I wanted to do. So my mom and dad they went to multiple doctors. I was even not only covered in garlic for an entire day, covered in mustard oil one day because they were so desperate to find answers. And as you know, a parent when the child is ill, they'll do anything. So finally, we went to a pediatrician Christmas Eve when I was six years old, and he and he took a look and examined. And he said, "You have to be admitted that day," and I was frankly surprised because I was just using the doctors who didn't know, couldn't tell what was going on. He knew right away, and he admitted me to the hospital. I was there for two weeks, and at that time, he said I had rheumatic fever, and I nearly six more months, I probably would have lost my life. And and that journey, you know, getting that help really shaped my vision into going into medicine. My mom had told me stories about my grandpa, but that really was a fundamental time that I, I, I learned about medicine. Pract I became a physician, practiced medicine for several years, and then about nine years ago, my dad had a, a debilitating stroke, and he was just no problems at all, never been in the hospital, so all of a sudden couldn't do anything, and I became, along with my family, his caregiver, and I stayed in the hospital with him every day, every doctor's appointment, every physical therapy, I stayed yeah, and with him and by his side. And what I learned was 
not only I thought I did a good job as a physician, but I learned that there was so much more that I did not know from the patient perspective. And that's when we started a movement called the Health Hero Movement. I said, we have to be able to teach what I know with my father that I, that I didn't know. And, and, and we started a movement, started locally, built it up, and uh, we started a television show with a producer from California. Started with one station in Detroit, and now we're in 95 million homes in the United States and over 200 million homes in, in, in the world. And it's not so much to talk about the achievement, but rather this message is empowering because people just like me are faced with challenges. And, and furthermore, with this book, and, and you see the title was Ask Dr. Nandy, Five Steps to Becoming Your Own Health Hero for Longevity, Well-Being, and a Joyful Life. And what that means is that paying your health forward, not always when there's a crisis, because when there's a crisis, all of us are really energized. But what happens before the crisis? And that's what I'm focused on. How do we also, of course, you want to treat illness, but you also want to try to understand people before they have the symptoms, when they're in good health. That's the challenge that I really want to take on to make worldwide health heroes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. I mean, for us to uh, create the wealth we want or to be happy in our relationships or to have the amazing family relationships that we want, I mean, health is the foundation to all of that. Because if we're feeling crappy and if we're feeling lethargic, we don't have the energy, we don't have the motivation or the inspiration to be able to do anything else in our life. So when we talk about the five steps, are you talking about, um, I know we're talking about preventative measures, but are you um, incorporating some of, you know, the Indian, uh, you know, uh, heritage and, and the things that you learned growing up in there as well? So Natalie, absolutely. It's, it's preventative, but it's also therapeutic. It's also for people who are going through medical illnesses. So the five steps or five pillars I talk about involve purpose. So if you have a purposeful life, that's, a, that's the first, to me, one of the most important steps. And when you have a purposeful life, like we talked about, you can achieve just about anything. We move on to having a mindful eating habit, healthy eating habits, not a diet. Don't like the word diet. I think it's synonymous mm -hmm. with failure. But mindful eating, purposeful movement, not just going to the gym and lifting a heavy weight, dropping it and watching people watch you as you have big muscles. That's not purposeful movement. Then moving on to cultivating the mind. How can we then I can see behind you, you, you I mean, what, what's represented behind you, you understand that cultivating the mind is so important. It, you know, whether you use yoga, whether you use prayer, whether you use mindfulness meditation, heartfulness, if you cultivate your mind, you can become a force to be reckoned with. And finally, using your tribe, as you do in your advice, using your tribe to galvanize all your forces. When you put these five steps, five pillars together, you are a force to be reckoned with in your well-being. And, and, and like you said, if you, have, if you have your health, you can achieve just about anything. But if you have, don't have your health and if you don't have wellness, you're struggling every day just to, be, just to survive. Yeah. So let's go back to mindfulness eating. I actually had experience uh, last week. I, I'm a member of the Transformation Leaders Council. And uh, we had we meet twice a year. And I had, we had our last meeting at Miravel, which is like a health resort in, um, in Arizona. And they have a no cell phone policy, uh, definitely in the in the dining room, but but not around the property either. Uh, and one of the first things we were told is how to eat mindfully, you know, how to be conscious about what it is that we're eating, and and actually enjoy the process of doing that. So, what are your hints on how uh, you know someone who's watching the show right now can switch from you know watching their technology every time they're at the dinner table to actually eating in a mindful way? I think that. That's a great question because it, it's not an easy process. What you have to do is take small steps. We, you know, in the book, I talk about 
small steps leading to huge results. So the first step is acknowledging in your tribe that listen, you know, we're going to make a commitment to say that you know the the the, the smartphone or the technology is not going to be our focus. We will make our focus ourselves, and if we make our focus ourselves, and then the food around us will just serve as a conduit, as as a way for us to get together. And can we have an agreement? It doesn't always happen that quickly, especially I have a 14-year-old daughter. What that means is that that is synonymous with a cell phone. She loves that. She loves the technology. But you have to come and explain what the values are, right? For the I have a three-year-old, a five-year-old, a 14-year-old, and, and my wife, and, and we come together every day at the dinner table. For us, the dinner table is our catharsis. I know what's going on with them. I can understand their trials and tribulations as they can mine. We do highs and lows in our table. So before we do the highs and lows, I say, you know what? I, we cannot be distracted by the phone or any other technology. No iPads, no nothing. We put them away. We put them aside, and then we concentrate on each other. The commitment has to be there, meaning I just want you to give, give me five minutes where we don't do that. And start with five minutes. I tell my patients, when I see him in my practice, in my full-time practice, I say, can you give me five minutes? In all of the pillars, every day, if you can give me five minutes, it'll change your life. This is no different. And then once we understand that we have a commitment, then we can go through the processes of, first of all, enjoying our company. And secondly, looking at the food and actually enjoying it. Do you know what this food smells like? Do we know what it looks like? Do we know what it feels like going through the mouth? It's not so important that you go through and analyze every one of the steps, but rather you're even acknowledging the food instead of just wolfing it down like so many of us do. You're watching, you know, the 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 football match or you're watching the the whatever it is, baseball, and you're just shoving things in your mouth. And that is the bane of of our existence. I mean, if we can just do that one step, it'll change us. Imagine if you could do all the steps in each of the five pillars, it would just change your life. Yeah, no, I agree. And doing one thing at a time rather than going, okay, there's like 20 things that are amazing that I want to implement here. Just start with one at a time. You know, I um, I, ha I used to get teased, um, you know, from ex-boyfriends and so forth and uh, about the way I eat because for me, I'll, I'll put in something in my mouth. I have to have one flavor at a time. And I put my knife and fork down in between each mouthful and I really enjoyed, like I enjoyed that flavor. And then once that's gone, then I'm like, okay, which flavor am I going to have next? So I, I have to work my way around the plate, but one flavor at a time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I used to get teased for that. But I'm like, I'm thinking now that's I must have known about mindful eating before it was even trendy. It was uh, <laughs> natural for you and you're smart. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you eat less if you do that. You eat less because Absolutely. the signals go to your brain and you give it time to go to your brain. Normally we don't, so we just you're going through the process and, and not even worrying about it. Absolutely. So the other thing I want to get to is mindful exercise because, you know, for most people you think exercise means going to the gym, being on the treadmill, you know, maybe running outside. Um, but what's the difference between that and actually mindful exercise? So I call it, um, you know, one of the things, my favorite examples is I call it vulture watching. Have you ever done that uh, exercise, Natalie, vulture watching? So in my office uh, where I practice, uh, next to it is a big gym. And so I often, when I have a little bit, uh, I have a couple minutes, I watch, and, and, and I, I watch the vultures. They, they are in their cars, circling the parking lot, looking for the closest place <laughs> they can park to so they can actually jump out of their car into the door because it's not time to exercise yet. Don't ask me to walk through the parking lot because I've not entered the gym. I will not move an inch. If, in fact, someone could carry me from my car into the gym 
and put me on the treadmill, that's when I will work out. And, and, and this is actually really what happens. So people take exercise only when in, in, in a compartmentalized fashion. So what I mean by that is I only exercise when I'm in the gym. I only work out when in this, in, in this arena. And the rest of the time, I'll sit on my couch and do nothing else. And purposeful movement is you take every single opportunity in life to move. You know, we used to be, a, a, you know, a species that would move all the time, right? We would, you know, go out there and hunt and, and move and do everything in a mobile fashion. But now, just get in our car, go to our cubicle, sit down, eat lunch, sitting down. It just goes on and on. So the idea is that how can we incorporate movement into our lives? If you're in a cubicle, stand up five times an hour. It will change your life. The big muscles in your legs will push the blood up go up the stairs, etc. You incorporate movement into your life. Every study has shown that your life will change. Your, your longevity will increase. Your heart rate, your blood pressure will decrease only when it's purposeful movement. Doing these sporadic movements twice a week will help. Of course, it's not, it's not bad to do it versus nothing, but really longevity increases in multiple populations when you incorporate it into your life, and that's purposeful movement. You're gardening. You're doing something in your house. You're you're doing. You're you're cleaning the 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 doors. You're cleaning the windows. I, I have my kids do chores because I want them to move. I don't want them sitting around and groaning and saying I'm bored. Yeah. You know, so they're bored. They're not moving, and they're becoming the epidemic of obesity that's in our nation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've only got to cover two of the uh, the the pillars, and I know there's more. And, and you know, obviously, with the My Movies community, we talk a lot about mindset. Um, and I'm sure that you have some more insightful things to share with us with that. But if people wanted to, to connect with you and to get their hands on the new book, which I highly recommend that you do if you're watching this show, uh, where can we send them to do that? Absolutely. You know, uh, thank you for that, Natalie. It's askdrnandy.com. And then uh, right now it's forward slash Facebook. So if you go to uh, askdrnandi.com forward slash Facebook, you'll be able to um, get your hands on the book before anybody else does. The book releases in September, but you can get it now, and we have a variety of bonuses. For those of you who are watching uh, the show with Natalie right now, we have free eBooks. We have a app that you can take your health hero with you and magazines and, and lots of wonderful stuff. So please, if you go right now, um, if you're watching, we'll be uh, happy to, to help you uh, get some extra stuff, extra bonuses, just for, for uh, getting the, the book right now. Wonderful. Now we make sure that we'll have the banner here or the link underneath the video so you can also just easily click on that to go straight straight through to Dr. Nandy's uh, website. Um, and I really encourage you to take the extra time to, to get your hands on the book and then start to apply the information in it. You know, we're, what we're talking about here is, is going from a life of struggle where we feel like we're just walking through wet concrete to actually living a life where we feel like we have energy and where we have motivation and where we really feel like we're in this um, happy, joyful place um, because we're looking after our bodies. And even though, yes, it is a meat suit that's carrying our spirit and our soul around, we really need to look after it. So I don't know that um, you'll find the answers in Dr. Nandy's book. So thanks again for joining me today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been amazing. I can talk to you for hours, Natalie. Thank you yes. for the opportunity. <laughs> Wonderful. So, guys, I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Um, click on the link or the banner to go through the Dr. Nandy site. And don't forget that now that the show is over, uh, if you click that link below, the video so that you can take my 30 second quiz so we can figure out what's holding you back from success so until next time remember to live large choose courageously and love without limits we'll see you soon